Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Town. I am Pat B. In the house today, we have just the drunken reprobates of comicdom and geekdom representing in full force. I'm kidding. I love you I mean, all. I'm sober I now. You for... <laughs> are you though? You didn't know it was in that cake. All right, no, we are celebrating today. It's not just another episode of the Geek Down, but also it's our very own Shana's birthday. Happy birthday! Yay! I'm old. Nah, it's not. great. You're a younger person in this room, too. How dare you? Am right, I? Because, <laughs> you, you might be. But because we love and appreciate you, we got you this lovely Yay. bear cake here, which we display for the people. It is so cute. There are strawberries and crunchies inside. Thank you, Pat. That's right. Oh, you're welcome. That's how we do. If you care. I'm going to send you a bill for that later. All right, but as of course, we got Shayna. And right behind you, dressed in the most badass. Oh, yeah. Captain Marvel. Yeah, I love that story. We got that hoodie, which earns much respect. Our very own Lilith Beast in the house. What's up? And visiting, or I guess revisiting, the Geek Down after a long hiatus, like two, three years. A long, long time. <laughs> I lost track. Now I have no idea. It's okay, man. Yeah. We understand. You, you, go, you go off on these funky expeditions. You know, you got things to do, people to see, business to take care of. Yeah. Captain sure. America himself. <laughs> Dale Stone. <so. laughs> All right. Thank you to have you back. Yeah. Thanks Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. All right. We have an awesome show lined up for you, too. We are talking the new uh, Netflix show uh, starring Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini. We're talking about Netflix's Dead to Me. And then along with that, we got a comic that is badass and awesome. I love it. Um, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm really tipping my hand on this objective review, aren't I? <laughs> yes, because um, he's so objective right now. Well, hey, Always. You know, we, okay, <laughs> yeah. we'll give you the real skinny on a, a, a any comic that's out right now called Smooth Criminals. And we're also going into season two of She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. <laughs> All right, so uh, I want to get into really just dig in to Dead to Me. And I was like, Lilith. And you were like, have you seen Dead to Me? And I'm like, oh, oh. I thought I, I, thought I was in the know. So Lilith, you want to tell the people what Dead to Me is about? Sure. Uh, Dead to Me is about Christina Applegate's character. Um, you're introduced to in the very first episode. Her husband has been dead for six weeks, I think. Um, and she is a mother of two boys, and she is just trying to live her life. But... Besides having a dead husband, her other biggest problem is her raging uh, anger management oh my issue. She has stayed in the anger stage of grief and yeah. is just camping. Yeah. Yep. Right there. Hanging right. out. Yeah, right there. It ain't broke. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like kind of scary angry in some moments. Oh, yeah. And it's so great watching Christine Applegate oh, go she's there. Such a, she's such a funny actress. Like, yes. She's... I feel like she didn't get enough of those roles, yes. especially earlier in her career. And I'm like, man, she's such, she has such great comedic timing. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I can definitely contest to that. Um, most of the stuff I saw her in afterwards, it was there were some things where it's like it felt like they were trying to capitalize on the Kelly Bundy aesthetic. Right. Mm-hmm. And then she just kind of went away for a while. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until that movie, um, uh, The Sweetest Thing. Mm. Uh, with, oh, I haven't uh, seen that. Oh, the, the sweetest thing is a movie that she did with uh, Selma Blair, with Cameron Diaz. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, uh, it was a weird movie. Uh-huh. I liked it. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's on my list likeable. of 
It's on my list of dude friendly chick flicks. Fair okay. It's, it's yeah. a likable okay. movie, but it is kind of I weird in points. Gotcha. <laughs> it didn't do well, not like in the list. box office, <laughs> yeah. but it's not like, oh my god, this is the worst movie. I'm, no. It, it's definitely funny. Gotcha. And definitely some moments when you're like, there's one moment in particular that grossed me out pretty freaking badly, but just because of a personal neuroses of mine. The piercing? No, the, the oh. swan. The aluminum swan situation. Oh well, that, that that's. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. See, you can't no, even I, argue that. That was gross. Well, yeah, but I, and I, I do. No, I, I, I do you. personally have an issue with those particular things. Mm-hmm. So, like childhood trauma and all, but. Okay, I thought you were gonna say like the the, the dry cleaning detective. I'm like. No, like I, I legit have a childhood trauma of those things. So it's just like. Oh God, no! Okay, no, no. you you got you got personal stories there. We, we, yeah. we, we, we get dig into that on the third episode. All right. <laughs> uh, well, for now, um, okay, no. Speaking of therapy, she, yes. um, the plot of the show is actually based around. She goes to a group therapy um, or grief kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah. Friends of Heaven. Friends of Heaven. <laughs> name. So that name. she can help try to deal with this, and that is where she meets. Uh, Linda Cardellini's character, who from the very get is super spunky and cute and like exactly really what you don't want in your face quirky. when you're there struggling with some stuff. Yeah, yeah. when you're really going through yeah. stuff and and you know her, I love Christina Applegate's character so much because she just is she feels very Boston to me in some ways and and she's mm-hmm. in the show like from Brooklyn, but yeah, she's not there to make friends. She's not there to. Uh, deal with anyone else's BS. She doesn't even really want to be there. She hates people, as far as I can tell. But Linda Cardellini's character kind of, like, just keeps showing up and keeps being there, and they end up becoming very close. But there is there are many secrets. Yeah, there are dude, so this, many. The, 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 the twist Every in this, episode in ends Ooh, many with some sort of twist yeah. that you're left, you're going, well, damn, okay. Yeah. You're like, I was going to turn this off, but no, 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 no. no I cannot. No, I need to know why, what what's going to happen with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I guarantee if I wasn't sitting here with, with everyone here, like, I would be on episode three. <laughs> I've only seen the first two because that was the amount of time I had to play with before uh, arriving. Uh, and I, even, but each end of the episode, end of both of those, I was just like, well, that's a new piece of information. It's certainly complicated. There are a lot of really mm-hmm. famous people involved in this behind the scenes, like really familiar names and Yeah, comedy. that got me. Yeah. It's, it's like there's like nine different uh, SNL alums. Like mm-hmm. Adam McKay's in there, Will Ferrell, and um, oh, Liz Feldman. If you don't know who she is, like she's pretty steady comedy writer. And honest to God, she was on the original All That. Oh my God. <laughs> Liz. Really? Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. No, but they probably will have someone come through in season two if they do a season two. I hope they do. Yeah. Dude, I, watch it. I haven't watched the last episode, so I don't know how the season is because oh. I, I left off on episode eight. Yeah. But <laughs> it was also good in this show to see what James Marsden's been doing. Uh, oh, yes. yeah, popping Since, uh, up more and more lately. Yeah, he was in Westworld. Yeah. He's in. The, he's going to be in that Sonic movie. Yes, he is. Uh, yes, yeah, no, he just has James this. But how did you like him in Dead to I, Me? I thought he was again. I thought he was a really good fit for the this role. Like but essentially, that, that role he's, was him being awful. No, no, no. But his, the character is an asshole. Like that's that is what he's supposed to be, though. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be the what you call it boyfriend who doesn't really get her. Like Linda, he's Linda Cardellini's ex in in the show, and he he loves her, but he doesn't actually understand her, and he's also a little selfish and. Kinda insensitive. 
I would go much further than that. I know, well, I'm trying to be nice. Please do. <laughs> That's please okay. Do. Um, to go off what you were saying, you were right that he's perfect for this uh, show, I think, because because he's so likable, you want to like him. And throughout the show, he keeps doing things. And at the beginning, it's like these these small infractions against Linda Cardellini, where yeah. he's being like, he'll just like talk over her, or he'll... Um, kind of like grab her a little bit like not bad but you're just like oh that's a little little too hard and she'll be like don't do that don't touch me and he says like oh i'm sorry and she says uh it's okay like every single time it happens yeah. and it keeps going and going um i did notice that like and, they, and he he also time, had a yeah. tendency to undermine her yes a lot absolutely. by like calling her crazy or nuts yep. or something like that right. like because it's like oh there's not agency in what she's going through what yes. she's doing oh, it's because she's being a woman and over-emotional. And it's like, dude, don't be that guy. As it goes on, you see more and more like how controlling and how he's like trying to make these decisions for her. And every time she tries to stand up for herself, he's there to be like, no, 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 you don't know what you're, what you're talking about and you don't know so what you mean. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to like him and it, it does well, a great job of... Because I think that's kind of the insidious things about the assholes in our life for real. Yes. A lot of times they are people who are in some way attractive mm-hmm. to us, whether it be in personality or look or actual physical looks or they're just kind of charismatic and yeah. charming or maybe they try real hard and you're impressed. Like, yeah. But then that assholery comes up and smacks you in the face at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you have to decide whether or not it's a fair trade to deal with it, to be around that person. Yeah, I think yeah. that really speaks to the realism of the character, too. I mean, like, yeah. it's assholes aren't, you know, like the 80s garden variety asshole, which is like, oh, I'm just gonna walk in and just say this awful thing about you and then it's walk like, away with my friends and throw right. my scarf over my shoulder. It's like, <laughs> with my exceedingly popped collar. Exactly. <laughs> the complexity of characters like that makes them relatable for the people in our lives that are just like, oh, I know yeah. someone like that. Well, yeah, because all relationships have to give you something, just like you give them something, mm-hmm. whether it's a kind ear or a, com- or a shoulder to cry on or somebody who does fun stuff with or is really funny. Like You always get something out of every relationship. And if you don't get anything out of a relationship, it drains you. It's just yeah. what it is. Well, this show actually had a lot of that when you mm-hmm. uh, see how... Um, Christine Applegate and uh, Linda Carlin were feeding off each other. Yeah, mm. yeah. so codependent. It off with, well, it a started little. off. It started off as symbiotic, and then you watch it develop into codependence. I noticed yeah. that in the show. I like that, mm-hmm. you know, because it starts off as just. Oh, actually, no. It started off like immediately seeming codependent, and then no, it's like symbiotic. This is a healthy relationship for them. Yeah. But when they had their first conversation on the phone, and um, mm. one of them was just like, "Do me a favor, just like stay on until I fall asleep." Yeah. And she was like, okay, sure, you know, what do you want to talk about? I was like, no, 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 I'm just going to leave the phone on and you just be there yeah. while I sleep. I'm just like, damn, I, I don't know you that well. I, I mean, but you know, she, she me, did open up the door for the support in the first place. No, she I, gave I know, her but to me, that seemed like, okay, you set in some pretty firm, like, grounds of, of the dominance in this situation here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then she came around and you start to like them more. Mm-hmm. show does a good job of that. I think it did, it did a good job of like allowing you to, to actually genuinely feel for these characters. And when they're upset, you, you get why. And then do you feel the same or do you feel different? You know, and it's like there was motivation behind everything. Yeah. And the show went out of its way to show that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like um, Christina Applegate's husband died in a hit and run. Which is not a spoiler. It's like it's, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty much open with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the first scene. Someone's dropping off a 
Mexican, Mexican lasagna. <laughs> Why did it have raisins? Look, so people in the suburbs, stop adding raisins to stuff. Stop, stop. it. No more raisins. No more raisins. They belong in oatmeal cookies and nothing else. Yep. There was a whole like section of this show that revolved around the storage space. I like how they made use of that as yeah. a mechanic and as a, uh, as a as a as a story revealing device. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, the first time and they went there, I was like, <gasps> Oh yeah. And that was the end of the first episode, and I was like, really? Okay. Yeah. No, of course, Next I, episode. I tend to focus in the wrong places. I was just like, wow, she's got a really nice old Mustang. Oh. <laughs> I know. It's like my favorite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, like, I love Mustangs. So I was like, yeah. oh, look at that nice car. Oh. <gasps> oh, she done it. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. She's like, oh, no. Like, the codependent relationship in the story is one, a really good callback to what the relationships with their respective spouses must have been like. Yeah. yeah. And because one's clearly a taker and one's clearly an overgiver. Mm -hmm. um, which is fine, you know, whatever works in balance. Yeah. But other things are starting to make sense when I think about it with the relationships with other people around them. Mm -hmm. And the reveal that maybe the anger isn't a new issue. Yes. Right. Well, yeah. we got that. that. Was there was, there's a couple of key scenes uh, with her and the coworker, with her and family, even oh, son, I love the mother-in-law. She had two kids we mentioned, mm -hmm. and her son, um, the older one, is just. At first, he seems like just a. I want to punch dick. him in the yes. face. Yeah, he's an angry teenager. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. As it goes on, as yeah. it goes on, you see, there's. Like, I mean, yes, he is. Yeah. But also, it's like he's got he's got reason for some of it. Yeah, and we don't really know what what the chip on his shoulder is until you get towards like the end of the season. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, mate, your reaction's extreme, but it's not completely unwarranted. Yeah, because your mother is a bit of a well, well subdued rage monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when like they 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 do a lot of like the the soap opera stuff where it's like you're gonna get this random reveal that while mm -hmm. their their writing is is capable enough to make it make sense, mm -hmm. I did notice. I did notice that. That's really goddamn convenient. You know, well, I mean, you're telling me this this new cop just happens to come out of nowhere. I get I mean, that cool. It's, it's a fictional show, fans. everything. But he just happens convenient. to reveal this one detail, mm. and then you just happen to get this one new piece of evidence at this moment. Yeah, but really? I, think, I think that speaks to how Netflix exclusives have been tended to be written. Yeah, they're designed but, to like feed into that you're going to binge it because of this one No, I, I, I know, and, and a, a good show will have that happen, you know, two or three times, and just to like pepper it in and give you those like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Well, it happens like 46 in this show. And I, I was just like, I mean, the, 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 fir the first few, I'm like, oh, damn, all right, go, go, go ahead. I like that they did this. Let me get that. By the time, and if you watch the whole series, I'll just say, by the time the um, the schoolgirl knocked on their front door... Oh, no, I got... I'm there. Yeah, by the, by the time that happened, I was like, Oh, get the f*** you! Also, can I, can I just oh. say, like, police, you didn't do your job when that happened? Oh, absolutely like, not. I was like, dude, you didn't ask any leading questions yeah. to the child who found the... Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. The, the cops were the most inept. Which made me own what James Marsden's character said about the Laguna cops. That they were like, they're beach cops. They don't think they're going to catch us a wave. And I was like, ooh, that's rude. <laughs> but, then, but then when that happened, I was like, oh, well, maybe that's true. Yeah. Every time they introduced the cops, the, I couldn't stand the, 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 the main cop in charge of the, of the murder investigation here. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, to be I, fair, I she was right clearly 
overly handpacked <laughs> by Christina Ab- oh, yeah. Gates' character. Like yes, she calls yes. her on a regular basis, irate about the slowness of the like. They just, have a relationship. Just spewing, a, just spewing vitriol and abuse at her when she calls her mm-hmm. every time. Dude, it just made them both unlikable. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, like it was like that's a that's a that's a to no win situation like you are both tied for last place in that one. <laughs> all right but okay so let's go back to christina to christina wait you say aguilera or Applegate? did i say aguilera i mean it um, might have happened we were talking she about her not. earlier you know yeah. christina Applegate. Is. sorry there's a lot of christina's yeah. they're all blonde i don't know yeah. <laughs> christina I, 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 aguilera played a postman or something there are um, a lot of random camp like <clears throat> people you know from other stuff in this yeah yeah dude that dude nick the cop um, mm. the, uh, the guy from the resort, the, yeah, these guys, yeah, he was yeah. from that show on that, no, Re- 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 Reba, Reba, but yeah. more specifically, Shameless, okay, uh, yeah, more okay. recently, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, what I was getting at is, uh, I, 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 I've never seen this level of range from yes. Christina Applegate that uh, that impressed the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. And one thing I, I also really appreciate, which I mean, I mean, it's probably not my place to say, but it's just something I know I took note of. Is she actually had a mastectomy? Oh, um, yeah. she, and Did she, she? Yes. Yes. Oh, and she 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 that. worked that into her character, into this show, where her character is also dealing with having had a mastectomy and what what it did to her uh, life and her marriage and how she coped. Yeah. And says, so I'm like, damn, that's 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 deep. And mm-hmm. also, like, she's willing to take that like such a personal thing mm-hmm. and work that into the show. Because it's becoming more common. To be done, like women are getting tested for the possible the gene that is attributed to breast cancer, and women who test positive for it are electing if they can afford it to get um double mastectomies, and some are even going as far as having like their ovaries removed. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, this is a comedy show, <laughs> and de- dealing with all this, yeah, dude. Because you know that's the thing. It's like I went I feel in, like and the best humor comes from that. dark moments, right? Because right. it's like when you got... need it the most. But some of these are just like they are openly weeping, and I want to cry with them. I mean, there yes. was a there was a discovery. A there was a there's a couple of discoveries uh, when um, Christina uh, Applegate is a uh, she's a realtor, mm-hmm. and in going through uh, another character's house, I won't spoil a part, but they she makes a discovery when she sees something in someone's house mm-hmm. where it's just like, oh, I kind of I I I I'm just gonna pause this here real quick. And go take a walk and collect myself. Yeah. Because it just got really real. Yeah, yeah real. And, and, and then... Go no. no, I was going to say, I was, I was laughing like five minutes ago. Yeah. What, what yeah. happened? Yeah. But just like, to, to trail onto that, like, there's just yeah. so many dynamic ways that the show addresses that are real ways in which we process grief. Everything yeah. from, like, the lying to the, to, the, to, the, to the rage fits, to everything like that. Yeah. But it's, like, it's funny in context sometimes because of the fact that, like, I mean, we've all been to funerals, we've all, like, mm. I'm sure. Mm. Like, there's some, always some, some, at some point where you're talking to somebody and, like, somebody will say something really funny and, like, as sad as you are, it kind of breaks you out of that. It's oh, just like, yeah. death is funny. That, it actually, still exists. I, yeah. Like, legit, my grandmother died. Me, my mom, my sister, brother, and father legit cracked jokes and laughed in the um, limo all the way to her funeral. Right. Like, the yeah. entire time. Oh, we did not stop laughing the entire time in from my grand because we lo- we got the limo from my grandmother's apartment, um, and we took it to because my grandmother's Jehovah Witness. We went to Kingdom Hall where we had her memorial service, and yeah, no, laughed. And so we had to like check ourselves as we were right before we went yeah. into the Kingdom Hall, and we we're just like, okay, okay. Now, mind you, we were good. We were good, and 
till they brought my grandmother out and opened the casket right in front of me, and then I was lost. But but also I realized I've laughed at every family funeral I've been to, yeah. <laughs> like loudly, randomly. Like at my aunt's funeral, same thing. They um when they decided to sing her favorite hymn, and when me and my sister saw the um title of it, we started giggling so hard because we were just like. <laughs> Wait, what was, what was funny about it? Because my aunt was it. Not a nice lady, and the song was about like generosity of spirit, and we're like that old bag. Which is, I think the backdrop is super important there, just because like everyone has this idea that grief has to look a certain way. Yeah, you have to put on this sad face, otherwise Mm -hmm. it's disrespectful. And I think the contrast of that, especially as told through the show and through that example you just gave, is 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 what makes it really appealing. Yeah, Yeah. because grief gives you high emotions, and that's the thing. When you're at your height, most people know that their when they hit their high of emotion, their high emotional point that. It's gonna be one thing or other. Like me, if I'm really emotional, either I'm gonna laugh or I'm gonna cry. Right. So, like, I have laughed when I've been angry. I've cried when I've been angry. Mm-hmm. I have done either when I'm scared. How one time I was cold and started laughing on hysterically. Like yeah, instead that, that, of shivering, I started laughing. That's called me, <laughs> Shana. I know. <laughs> like, but that, but I could have just Don't as easily like, started. Ah! But my body could have just as easily started chattering, but it didn't. I started laughing. And so under extreme conditions, your body's going to do extreme things. Yeah. So and so is your mind. And grief no, can hungry, be, especially sudden grief, <laughs> it's really extreme. Yeah. And people don't give you enough room for that. I do like um the retreat episode. Yeah. Specifically because I feel like there were things in it specifically towards women in grief. And I don't think women especially I think sometimes have a really hard time processing grief because usually in family situations we're also caretakers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like we gotta hold other people together so our grief isn't the forefront mm-hmm. and we can't deal with it. And especially when they did the um the group for the miscarriages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's also a really sick thing that women internalize and a lot of times don't even talk about. Yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of the humor in this comes from um, Linda Cardellini's awkwardness in those situations. Mm-hmm. And I like that they played that more for comedic effect mm-hmm. than just, well, you know, she's always going to be depressed because she's got all this, like, hell going on. It's like, no, uh, she's trying to deal with it. Yeah. And also, reminding you that it's a comedy show, she, she'll say the wrong thing. She, it's, it's not, she's not going to let it destroy her. Yeah. But we do. It, it is okay to laugh. I also think it dispels the thing that depressed like, people aren't happy sometimes. Yeah. Like, you're not always you're not always just sad like depression doesn't necessarily go away but you have moments of happiness you have moments of sadness just like you have moments of anger like you you still have other things going on in your life including surprising coping methods like when they first started hanging out with each other and uh christina applegate's like okay well let me show you one thing that i do to you know unwind you know get loose so you don't just drink a glass of wine she's like it's a little different and they get in the car, and now this, like, really, like, you know, well-dressed, button-down suburban mom yeah, gets in her SUV, and she's just jamming out to some mastodon, and I'm just like, <laughs> well, damn. Yeah. Like, oh, she just ahead. headbangs and lo- then just goes, and you know what? Yeah, and it was raw, too. It wasn't like some metallic, yeah. you know, just And well, that's the other thing. People think meditation is a quiet, um, situation, but no, you can meditate with music, you can meditate while talking, you can meditate in any way that allows you to clear your mind yeah. and just relax from I'm it. meditating now. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Hey, nothing makes me more relaxed than giving out useless facts. So, I achieve nirvana, y'all. 
Alright, All right, so is there anything that, that that rubbed you the wrong way? Because I've mentioned how like the cops oh, pissed me off. Honestly, I, the convenience. I liked the mother-in-law stuff. like that. Oh, whole thing with her was hilarious. She yeah, mostly crap maybe because I also have a difficult mother-in-law. <laughs> I love that scene where uh, she and Linda Cardellini meet for the first time. It um, when. Linda Carlini is coming out of the bathroom mm-hmm. and they're just like talking at each other and the mother-in-law does such an amazing job of just like asking these questions and having a complete mask over mm-hmm. her face like mm-hmm. giving nothing just slow blinking asking her these like invasive questions mm-hmm. and you're just like I'm so uncomfortable so, right now she's also a raving narcissist yeah like, oh my everything's about her uh-huh. even her son's stuff is about her it's not yeah. oh my son died I lost my baby. Oh my god, me. Poor me. Oh my god, I lost yep. my my everything, my only child. You can get another husband. I can't have another child. Like, dude, that's just callous and mean. Breaking yeah. Bad too got the cake for the funeral. I know it's and mostly her holding him as a child. Yeah. 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 That was that was I was like, that's not his christening photo. A christening <laughs> photo is just the baby. <laughs> it would be a close-up of the baby in their christening gown. No. That's a christening photo. That's a picture of you. Yes. And I bet you <laughs> thought you looked really good that day. Oh, yeah. Like. Yeah. All right. I, I, I actually really liked the show. No. I was surprised because the concept was sold to me as comedy show. Dead to me. I'm like, oh, dead like me. I love that show. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it, yeah. it, it has it was, kind of a similar vibe in the dark yeah. the, the the humor with death yeah situation it's, it's, it's rife with snark and so much it, that, that somehow worked for it i'm just so impressed that they took a lot of like really hokey concepts like a lot of hacky material and made it processable funny and endearing yeah um a lot of uh, like several moments i did find like sappy but i get it but in a good way i was very surprised you know, yeah yeah like um, it was the right kind of cheese i was like i was ready to like hate this at the halfway point because i'm like this is supposed to be a comedy. Why am I tearing up like nonstop? Best comedies but, make you laugh and cry. Man, yeah. Yeah. what I'm what I'm getting at is I, I'm giving this a thumbs up. I'm very surprised I'm giving it a thumbs up. He's like, I didn't think I'd like it. Well, I'm watching it like every episode. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna hate this one this time. By the end of it, I'm like, well, damn. Okay, let's see the next one. Mm-hmm. Start the next episode. Oh, they did this. I knew it. I knew it. Fine, I'm gonna hate on this, and then by the end, I'm just like, wow. Because also I was dreading it the whole the whole time. Like we mentioned, there are big secrets between them. And there's like the one huge, huge one. That you're like, That's got to come out at some point. It has to. I don't see how you can't well, have I that. Mean, it's like, like you can't get away from the premise of the show. Nobody's that good at hiding a secret be, that big. Yeah, yeah, the premise of the show has to be that's the secret that, that's going to come out. And all this is leading up to how Which does makes it. everything so complicated. Because as much as that secret is a destructive thing, it also has help the two of them yep. in a way too so it's it's weird because yeah. everything is very complicated and i think that's what i like that everything is yeah. layered they keep saying that during the show it's layered yeah no it is mm-hmm. and in real life it is like that too like our relationships with people aren't always black and white and they're not simple most of yeah. the time especially mm-hmm. the people closest to us all right so i'm giving it a thumbs up yeah. uh, despite it ending on that mulholland drive type uh, uh, cliffhanger. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna watch it to, the, to completion. Yeah, like, all right, all right. Well, I'm hoping for a second season. So. Yeah, definitely. Strong thumbs up. I, the writing and the acting is really, really incredible. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed by how layered, how complicated, 
and how complex everything is. Everyone's motivations make sense, even though there are these moments of kind of melodrama when certain things are revealed. I think it works because the rest of it is so, so real. Mm -hmm. Well said. (laughs) All right, now... Smooth Criminals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Smooth Criminals is a book that I just kind of picked up on a whim. Just, it's an indie book. You know, you got to give these things the chance and check out what's new. What's what the kids are checking out. What's hot in the street. So you got this, this, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I realized. I was trying not to laugh, but Have at the same time. Have we slipped into the 90s yet? Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, it, it's a book that does take place in the 90s. It's about this girl who's a hacker. Uh, her name is Brenda. And just in her regular day-to-day muggle job that she hates, she stumbles across a cryogenic, a cryogenic chamber, you know, <laughs> like you do. Right, yep. And in this cryogenic chamber, this hacker in the 90s, you know, who's up on modern technology in the 90s, like her snazzy iMac laptop. <laughs> mm-hmm. I uh, love that she has it, um, the colorful Apple computer in her room. Like, yeah. remember the, the iMac oh, yeah. with mm-hmm. the clear casing and the colors? Yeah. Like, you know, she has one in her room. I was like, ah! Totally hell woods, you know. She was all the rage back then. I wanted one so bad back then. Well, she just happens to stumble across and then open a cryogenic chamber in which she finds a uh, another professional uh, uh, thief uh, from the '60s who's been frozen there for 30 years. Mm -hmm. And dude, it was just an interesting dynamic where it's like, okay, modern thief uh, and uh, and past thief uh, interact with each other, and a lot of it is just pure happenstance, but. Yo, it was it was just it was just a fun ass read. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. fun. Like I like that the two of them are like the uh, the the other half the other needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I got that. That's I got a great. That. It builds a little slowly though. That's that's a, that's, a, that's kind of a problem I did have with the book. Yeah, because if we, if we, if we've talked something like a movie, you're there for like two hours. You have mm. to watch it develop. Uh, with comics, you're pretty much reading like a book a chapter at a time, this and you have to buy the next chapter. So if it doesn't catch you in that first or second chapter. You know, yeah, they're probably not going to continue. And I feel this one didn't really pick up or, like, re, uh, re, uh, achieve its full, you know, like, oh, I yeah. want to keep reading this until about issue four, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I was engaged enough by issue two to be like, if I was someone who actually had to purchase, that I would, prob- that I would be, like, enough to want to purchase the next All one. Right, well, why do you say that? Look at me. I'm trying to remember exactly where I had. I think because that's when the rest of the the rest of the plot is set up in chapter two more so than like you have your base set up yeah. and when they first meet each other in chapter one but chapter two really sets up what's going to happen beyond that mm-hmm. so it's like you get the rest of the setup for the story and then three and four that's the story playing out well as much as story playing out as we had access to at the moment well yeah but i probably wouldn't <laughs> have gone, i probably wouldn't have gone to issue two if i was just you know um i'm picking this up and you know continuing on and stuff but uh the only thing that if i wouldn't oh, what i'm getting at, i wouldn't have done that if i wasn't in love with the 90s you know this there's so many references on, absolutely and it definitely plays on all of those two painful <laughs> it's so, degrees it is so like it's so 90s it's almost dated so, yeah, so it starts off with the, as, as yeah, someone who yeah. hasn't like gotten through the first issue i've just like done the previews for the synopses and everything like that but okay. like what what is the significance of the 90s, or what is the hindrance about that time frame that's making it, like, an interesting way to rope in well, these two historical perspectives? I, I honestly think... Actually, I'll let you all y'all go first, because I talk a lot. <laughs> you know what? I think the interesting thing, mostly, is that the 
one of the main characters, the thief, the one that's from the 60s, she's someone coming out of the flower, the summer of love. Like, she was clearly had, like, hippie leanings. And to see 30 years later, not only be kind of falling apart of hippie culture, but the regression in American society was head spinning for her. Okay. Like, the fact that gay people were still closeted in the 90s. Right. She's like, wait, why? Didn't, I thought we were all about free. I thought we broke these barriers already. Like, what are you saying? But no. Yeah, she no. congratulated her for. She congratulated Brenda for being a lesbian. She's like, oh, well done, good for you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's so sixties. Like, oh my god, that's such a hippie thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. it also capitalizes on like the idea of hackers in a very like nineties way. Whereas like very today. Much people there are hackers but do they do they even have any culture anymore whereas like with this it's very much coming out of like oh, cyberpunk culture cyberpunk mm -hmm. and like the the 1990s uh what was it 1995 hackers movie and like, like, like it's like, definitely like, oh, yeah like like clearly brenda is like one of those kids who legit had a copy of the hacker manifesto right in exactly their bag. like you know she carried one around yeah. she's just like so super into it and is like i'm stealing information and i know how to access everything uh, and any oh, sometimes i expect her to yell hack the planet yeah <laughs> well, have, if only the, the, the run isn't finished yet y'all it's it probably it might happen yeah. But, okay, actually, I look at it from a different way, point of view. Like for me, it actually seems like <clears throat> just a storytelling mechanic, like a convenient one, mm -hmm. that you can write the story you want to tell mm -hmm. without delving into a lot of, well, in the last, uh, in the last uh, 20 years, we've learned a lot more about technology mm -hmm. and the overall world gets. Mm -hmm. uh, like, we can do so much more with just, like, our phones right. than yeah. we could do so, with stuff. Like, she needs a laptop. She still she's needs getting, to plug it in, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. To get, you know, so she still has, yeah. like, dial-up yeah. mode. Like, like she's, giving the girl, she's giving the girl, like, magazines to catch up on pop culture. Right. Yeah. She could just direct, like, a couple of websites and say, go nuts. Yeah. yeah. And it's... And, and Honestly, I think the magazine comedy, thing would still even now be a better solution because if you just told somebody to go online and google all the things they missed they're gonna end up on reddit that <laughs> or lost in 4chan yeah. or well, like we know the, we've, we've, it'd be we've overwhelming now, that's what i'm talking about we've now been exposed to how bad a place some of you know the world can really be sometimes yeah but i think it's a storytelling mechanic because it gives it uh, a different setting so we're not right. still mired into our own world yeah. we're like oh the 90s there's a it's it's now this is that far off land you know a long time ago in a land far away you I know it's it's, an era. it's still somewhat familiar because yeah we lived then mm -hmm. you know people were around that's our society mm -hmm. but it's a different time they speak different ways they yeah. dress in different clothes mm -hmm. it starts off with uh, like the first like three panels is we're following a girl on rollerblades and right. the, the oversized yeah. uh, overalls yeah. You know, she's got she's got just the just the halter top under some overalls, looking like she just came from a uh, from a, like a TLC concert. Right, and that's the first misdirection. You know? It's just like this isn't your glamorous hero. Yeah, yeah. the person yeah. on the train. Yeah, you know the girl calls yeah. herself Killer B. And back then, like, oh, that was actually a cool, cool name. name exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know stuff like that, and it just it just to add like something different to the story to give it a quirk. Right. Yeah. You know, so I don't think there was any grand, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, machination there. I think it's just, yeah, I'm gonna. It, it'll be, it, it'll be fun to tell a story set here from this point of view. Right. And I think also, right. like you said, the technology. Mm. Like, if you were gonna do uh, some sort of heist like that today, there'd probably be so many more layers of security that oh, who yeah. knows how you could do it. Whereas yeah. in the '90s, it's still like there is security, but there are certain ways. Right. Yeah, dude. They were able. They were able to to fabricate. 
um, like make make their mock-ups of the security system using like little uh, motion-sensing teddy bears mm -hmm. that they like strung around uh, a collection of like Venetian blinds and such. Yeah, and like, that was enough. Yeah, you know this was like was this like, was like small soldiers. Like, <laughs> dude, it worked for me. Yeah, I was no, just like, it it's, yeah. like it's like it's like okay, we we set up these teddy bears around here and they have the same motion sensors as um as uh as the as the uh yeah. the art gallery uses yeah. so if you hear one of these bears say i love you you're dead like, <laughs> i mean but to be fair it just kind of harkens to the fact that all all popular technology came from like government and military at some point yeah so yes that's why like first first it was there and then we got it i'd, yeah. like, to, I'd like to know what government experiment brought us like the floby hair cutting system like, okay we're gonna <laughs> I think that That's was just a fool. That's when they were playing with uh, acid and other mind. I mean, let's oh, not talk yeah. about what happens when they were studying acid, because then there were dolphins involved, and we can't talk about oh, that. Oh, yeah, no. Hard, <laughs> hard cut. <laughs> Her section was sad. <laughs> we're not even touching this one. <laughs> if only they hadn't touched. Oh. There's a This American Life for well, that. <laughs> Sorry, I was watching Drunk History yesterday. Oh, did they talk about it? Oh, oh God! Yeah. Yeah. Um, dude, what it comes down to is, I really enjoyed Smooth Criminals. Yeah. It, it's not over. I mean, no. it, it's only like it's only uh, five yeah, issues in. It was clearly in the middle of because they didn't finish the heist yet. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, it's like I'm I'm interested now. I'm invested. I it started off slow for me, which I think is a negative against it. Mm -hmm. But dude, it's this is what I want in a in my comic experience. It's not like superheroes that feel played out from panel one. Yeah. It's not like I have to know everything about everyone's background history and yeah. you know like thirty years of build up to this. It's just a book that dude I picked up and after page one. I see where I see where this is going. Part of me feels like it would interested work interested better as a graphic novel, mm -hmm. just so you would have more than one chapter in one go. Like yeah. reading it in volumes probably would be a better way to read it. Wait, does that mean you feel the same way I do that it needed time to build it? Felt yeah, no, because in my head I'm thinking kind of like you know because you know how long Endgame was, yeah. but you can't fault how long the setup in the, the first act was because you needed that much setup yeah. for, for everything that came after mm -hmm. so like as much as because nobody i've seen this review it view, uh, reviewed it has been like yeah i can't think of anywhere where i would cut fat because everything pays off later mm -hmm. so no it just needed this much time to breathe this much time to build up and i feel like this is one of those situations. It needs it needed that first like two to three chapters to set up these these characters and who they are. And you know what? They're pretty damn adorable. Like yeah. the two main characters, there's something genuinely adorable about them. Like you want to know them, you want them to succeed, yeah. and you like the friendship that they're building. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing I, I, I want to call out too. I almost forgot about that. You watch them become friends. Like, yeah, this is, you know, she's she's used to being the hardest nails, 1960s, you know, tough thief. This is a this is a dog-eat-dog -dog world. I don't have time to make friends. Uh, you're my competition, damn it. You know, I, I set you up and you set me up. That's just par for the course. The closest relationship I have is the fence, who I have to speak to for more than four sentences, so I know how much I'm getting paid and then where to go to get paid next. Yep. You know, and in this, it's just like, she's like, hey, want to go to the arcade? It's like, what? 
What is an arcade? Well, she's like, I don't zones. do drugs. Yeah, like, she, well, she's, well, she said, yeah, it's this dope arcade downtown, you know, I go and I got plenty of money. We can we can be there all night. She's like, well, I don't do drugs. Because she doesn't know what dope means. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. why she knows it's drugs. But she'd have and to know what the word arcade people gather. So yeah. she's going to, you know, get something. Like, I was like, because nah, the word arcade existed before that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's like, we just want to go get pizza. And you're like, uh, okay. You watch I, do them, love, like, I love that they bonded over other. pizza because she's like, I miss pizza. She yeah. Was, and it's like, yeah, because pizza has been an sta- American staple for quite some time. In Smooth Criminals, I like that we got more than just, okay, they're, cr- they're, they're thieves, they're about thieving. This heist is now the point of it. It's all about the heist, and we get nothing else. It's like, we actually spent some time with the, well, quote unquote, antagonists, mm-hmm. and we find out, like, also what's been happening with them in the same time span that uh, our, our, our cryogenically frozen, one of our cryogenically frozen protagonists was, you know, in suspended, uh, whatever, what got her there, and then their relationship. Right. So it's not just like, oh, they're here and they're evil, that's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're here and they're good, and that's all you need to know. Maybe right. you'll find out there's a third party, and that is a slight, it's like, no, it's like here, but also what they, like, why they are, and then here, and then what they become. And then there, how people have been react, reacting. One thing I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil something real quick. It's not huge, but it's it's something that made the book more interesting. Um, like we mentioned, uh, the thief from the '60s was cryogenically frozen. She thought she was in a time machine that brought her to the future. Yep. So when they find out, oh no, we there's no time machine that brought you to the future there's that I can no use to send back. you back. There is no going back. You were frozen. So she's like. Well, that sucks. And you watch her break down. Later on in the story, you uh, meet her mother. Yeah. That's being interviewed by some uh, by some uh, by some investigators. Yes, that, that's where I'll leave it. Yeah. They're, they're government agents. That's yeah. And we find out. Um, yeah, she's been gone for thirty years. That would that's the A story. But how has this affected other people that were in her life? And her mother just thought, well, you know, she was a thief. She went underground. Because some bad stuff must have gone down. That's right. just the life that like she lived. Like either she was in hiding or she died. Yeah, and she, she thought, and she thought, and you know, she's just been slighting me for all this time. You know, right. she could have gotten a message to me or something. You know, I know she has ways, connections, but I guess maybe you know um, our relationship wasn't as strong as I had hoped it was. Yeah. And that's just something I've had to live with. And then she gets the new information. I'm just like, damn, that's 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 a new dimension. I don't know if. I don't know if you needed that, but I mean, <laughs> thank you for, for, you know, I mean, yeah. wow, um, that's, I need a minute, y'all, let me pause this book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I also really stuff, you know, it was, it was, it just got to me, it was yeah. like, it was like, seeing stuff like that in here was cool, because it's like, it's a light story, it's fun, mm-hmm. and unlike Dead to Me, the comedy is actually a comedy, yeah. god damn it. 100%. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's a light story, you wouldn't expect like any kind yeah. of depth, but then they gave me depth without it being heavy handed, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's just a simple indie book, you know, yeah. it's better than I thought it was going to be going in, not that I thought it was going to be bad, I was, it was a book I gave a chance, and I'm glad I did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's smooth criminals. It does have that slow ramp up, which is my only real beef. Because once you do get into the story, I got into the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I realize how much more animated I am now. My throat hurts like hell, but I have to <laughs> get like, these I'm words excited. out. You know? Yeah. So I'm giving smooth criminals a thumbs up. Uh, how do y'all feel? You know, uh, I totally get on the slow start. I never really made it past that. Um, but you know, maybe I might give it a chance. I'll okay. A chance. All right. we'll, we'll see. All right. I do agree. A little bit of a slow start. Um, there's also a bit of a romance plot that develops later on, not between the two protagonists. Um, and that part was actually nice. Cause... No, that was cute. I'm so glad you say that because I don't 
care about romance at all. So for me, I was like, <laughs> okay, let's get back to the caper. So, it, but I think in either way, if if you are uh, a, more of an open-minded, well, I like the how <laughs> it's, you know yeah, what? No, I'm a jerk for sure. I looked at it in the sense of how that pertained to the development of their friendship. True. Yes. Because oh. her pushing her in that um, aspect helped. Because that was the whole problem. Like Brenda is like really closed off. She doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't know how to engage with people. Mm-hmm. And Brenda does. Not Brenda. Mia, Mia does. Yeah. Mia like gets how to engage with people mm-hmm. because it's always been part of her like job to you know charm people to get into places she had to be able to build at least even temporary relationships with people in the moment and so she's good at that she can read people and brenda is very closed off so the fact that she helps push her yeah. to go meet her crush. Like, that's cute. Like, and I was like, aw, like they're growing as people together. <laughs> also, because I don't get a lot of stories where it's just, you know, women just being friends. Yes. And there's no, there's no, there's nothing like forcing them to, they just want to. Right. Like, they want to just be friends. And I don't see that very often, especially not for media for older people. Like, I only really see that in stuff for really small children. Yeah. Mm. But not adults. Mm. So it was nice to see that. Yeah. I'm like they're cute. Yeah. I was like they're so cute together. I see lots of like friendship stories with guys. I just don't see them very often with girls. Mm. Yeah. It was symbiotic. Mm. Yes. I'm waiting. I mean, like, we the all... word came to mind the second you started. Go. I'm like, oh, I gotta say it. I gotta say it because it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> but no, it was like I, I I did appreciate that too. I got a lot more of this than I expected, which was I mean, how often does that happen in comics? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone gonna watch. Someone gonna like watch this. And they'd be like, let me check out this book. They're going to hate it. And we're going to look like And they'll be like, oh, you lied to me. Your experience may vary. But they'll be like, you're nah, a lying I'm... liar who lies. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. I'm old. You I'm sit on the throne of lies. I'm sick of the superhero comics. So this is definitely something that I might pursue because of that. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm with you there. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad we have swayed you, man. Yeah. Um, your experiences in the mirror may vary. <laughs> experiences in the mirror may be more inflated than they appear. Yeah. You, know what I'm t- you know what I'm getting at. Each is own. All right, now... Who wants to take point here? I want to hear some impressions on She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, power. Season 2. Because this is the continuation of um, what was actually a really breakout first season Mm -hmm. of a new interpretation of an established property that, like blew everyone away. The internet went crazy for this. Some folks were like, oh my god, it's the most progressive show ever. Some were like, wow, it's super gay and I love it. Some were like, what's with all these chicks, man? This isn't the she that I grew up with. Where are the breasts? And, yeah, like, that the, was my issue. I hated You want to how... do some breasts and tight costumes. Yeah. I know, you know. <laughs> I hated that people were, like, upset that She-Ra wasn't all boobtastic, but yeah. I'm like, but this She-Ra is clearly younger right. than she was originally portrayed. Like, yeah. before, she was clearly, like, 20, 21, whereas this child is, like, 12, 13. So yeah. maybe at 12, 13, we aren't boobilicious, just saying. <laughs> like, that could be a thing. <laughs> well, in this season now, Princess Adora... Uh, well, is she is she a proper princess? She's not really a princess in this one. Okay, well, everyone, all her cohorts are princesses, yes, and it's called Shira. Well, it's the original show was Shira, she princess the of princess power. of power. Yep. Mm-hmm. And now in this one, it's and the princesses of power, and her like her her friends, her cronies, her mm-hmm. comrades in arms are all princesses with different abilities. You know, there's the, uh, well, we, we meet, and I won't spoil anything as to her role now, but we meet, like, the uh, the uh, techno-savvy princess. princess. We meet the aquatic 
uh, <laughs> a, a billeted uh, princess. We meet the powerhouse. We meet the one who's got like supernatural type, you know, magics. We meet the princess who's a guy. You know, it's it's uh, it's it's it covers the spectrum. It's kind of it's kind of slick. I mean, is Bo really a princess? Though? He's a princess. He's not really a. Princess. He is a princess, and I, not I like, promise not you, not in you, actual title though. If you say that, okay. he hangs out with all the princesses. He has been accepted by the fan community of this show as a Bo princess. I am not the, fighting those. You know how usually Oof. in action yeah. adventure shows, it's a bunch of dudes and like one chick sometimes. Right. Okay, so inverse of that. Yeah, Bo is the guy in the group. I kind of don't like that too. That felt like a step back to me in this season because there was more than one guy in uh, in the first season. It I think because the, they're the more party. focusing on the core friends opposed to on. But they did okay, bring no, in I... Seahawk. Seahawk was there. Okay, yeah, I guess that counts. Seahawk is hilarious. Okay, talk. Tell, tell, so well, okay, tell, tell us about uh, tell us about the characters then, because I mean, I'm guessing. You got more out of this than I did because well, I was never a fan of like she were going. Well, I, I like He Man, and she was just kind of like, "Oh, it's that other show." Okay, right. I'll check it out every now and then, well, you know. So I never had like an attachment to it. Um, well, so going fair. into this, it, this was just watching a new interpretation of an older property, you know. Fair yeah. enough. Like I'll be fair. I um, of course, I grew up in the late '80s and early '90s watching. Shira, how I, I think I told you before, I even had like her comics. At the very least, I had the first issue for a long time. Um, yeah, it's gone now, but <laughs> but the mid condition. I know if I still had it, I would have brought it in. I feel like um, you got you, you, you just downplaying it for comedy. No, on the show no, now. I, I you lost a frame of... somewhere in your house. <laughs> no, I lost a, a lot of stuff in a storage unit once. In a, so a very specific closet that's got, yeah, it's like in the cube, but it's behind some yeah. clothes. Oh, did you ever watch Hey Arnold? No, She's got yeah. You've got a false wall in your. Closet. I wish. I wish I had a shrine false wall. <laughs> but like, one. I was a big Shira fan, and I liked Shira better than He Man because all in all, I actually think it's a better produced show, and the theme song was better. Well, he Man also um, became one just one long running gay joke. Oh, so on, much! So. Can I just say watching? Any of the characters in He Man ride on any vehicle bothers that I can't. <laughs> you it told goes me about that. I, I, places, I enjoyed my action like... figures until y'all you brought that to the light. Now you've ruined so many childhood memories. Oh I'm just goodness. like, but, oh, that is how they. Oh man! But in the original <laughs> series, um, Adora, who's Shira, she was actually He Man's twin sister, mm. who had been kidnapped at birth and brought to another planet and raised by the Horde, which is Essentially, the leader of the Horde is Skeletor's boss. Got it. Okay. Hordak. Yeah, Hordak. I actually had a problem with uh, Hordak's presentation because, like I mentioned, I, I liked him when he said, he's hardcore, he's... Uh, but the whole thing is, it's all like this looming evil off in the distance, and that's fine in the first season when they're just establishing the world mm -hmm. and the characters, and there's something that needs to tackle. way more episodes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, that's true, too. But in the second season is when like a lot of the answers we were supposed to be given... Uh, were, were promised when they were, uh, like a good seventy-five percent of it to me felt like cop-outs, oh. you know. And when we saw Hordak, he himself was just like the presence I was waiting for. And then I was like, the first time you see him, oh hell yeah! Now it's on. We're gonna get this show. And then you don't see him again oh. for like six episodes. And then it's 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 like barely a cameo. You know, they, it's, it, it just felt like, yeah, it was all like hack mechanics, and I feel like this was, if anything, I, mean, I don't mean to cut you off, mm, I just let right. it out. It felt like this was, um, like that middle part 
of like it's I feel like we read a, we read the book. Right. You know, cool. And now they're 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 making us read like um uh, we call it like 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 you know, we we got hey, we got parallel fiction as side chapters here. So it's so like, so you're, you're we're book. reading the footnotes? Or the appendices? Is it the appendices? This felt like, <laughs> this felt like those, those, little, those little notes they made in the margins were like, wait, we don't those have a full season for you, but we got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, I, I was disappointed in this man. It felt like it felt I, like it felt like cop outs left and right. I don't know. I this think... felt like they're just really they're just really forcing you. No, know, you really want to know what happened? You gotta watch season three. I, uh, yeah, no, I won't lie. Uh, like, I think that I don't think they wanted to um pay off the setup in this season. I think that's also why the season was short. And honestly, I really feel like this probably is just a bridge between the two. Well, that's still BS like, to me, man. Because like, yo, you can't have but that. But some good of the things that you said that are, um, funk, just... like step backs in character. But a good couple of them are given reason. Like more, spe- most specifically, um, without giving um, any spoilers away, like Glimmer's issue, like when she loses confidence in her abilities and. That's because she, because of a mistake she made in season one that she didn't know was made until season two. Mm. And that's when she gets that bit of news. She's like, oh, snap. How could I have let that happen? And she internalizes it instead of just, you know, owning that this was something beyond her control. Mm. Yeah, but my problem is more with, like, something like that. Okay, I guess I can see how that would be... Um, better for the story itself from your point of view mm-hmm. my problem is things like when catcher's able to just like with, with like an uh, like kind of like a side of her mouth offhanded comment brings someone completely over to the dark side and i won't say who mm-hmm. but it's just like she it, 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 it was like awesome hey you know come to the dark side we got cookies and it was like oh well i'm completely well, to be fair, you that specific was, character yeah. is morally ambiguous so it just it, it, it felt, she was it given what she so as long as she was given me, what you know? she wanted she didn't care where it came from yeah but that it's a it's a but that fits with that, that character it's yeah. a shot mechanic that this show has already shown they're better than you know right. yeah and in general any type of movie or show that does that i immediately turn off of like yeah i, yeah, I, I, I think thought about this particular uh, like really, it's a really short season it. like what is it yeah. seven episodes yeah. um I feel like this is just more about character development and giving you backstory that they didn't have time to give you before. Because because there's more action in the first season, this was giving us the quiet moments and like backstory that we didn't have that I assume will be important in the next part of the story. Mm -hmm. So it seems like maybe it should be like a season 1.5. Yeah, it's not a... I don't think it's a full new season. I think them calling it a a season 2 is wrong. Because mm-hmm. it just really seems more like a bridge, be- like a break in between the stories. Like, if you've ever um, watched, like, say, like, anime, like, whenever there's a big character arc, whenever there's a big story arc, there'll be, like, a couple of episodes, like, in between before they ramp up the next story arc. Yeah. So I feel like that's what this is. This is, this is like, the breath before the plunge. Because obviously some more crazy stuff is going to happen because they set up some really crazy stuff that has to be explained later. Well, okay, my, um, I did have a problem with some of the stuff that you set up because we meet uh, a couple of characters that are going to be big. Like, you can just tell they have to be. It's part of the Shira mm. mythos. Uh, and I freaking hated, um, uh, uh, oh, what's the horse, what's the, what the unicorn saying? Oh, Swiftwind. Her, her, Swift her uh, yeah, dude, I hated Swiftwind. Oh, no, Swiftwind was hell super Swift annoying. What the problem in this? I almost say Swiftwind wasn't annoying. Man, like, I understood the level Swift of annoying. Swiftwind. But... Made have you have you seen have you seen Shrek? He's yeah. he's Swift, like okay, well, Donkey 2.0. Oh, no, no, oh. Swiftwind made made Donkey 
look like you know look it's like really Morpheus. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, like Swift essentially, made, he was like, a made, normal made him horse. Sing. That was made into a winged Pegasus, oh like a, um, a winged unicorn. So, well, not just a normal horse. That he talks. was that. He was that obnoxious horse that all the other horses avoided for, Maybe, for good I don't reason. Know. You but, know, not like he was the underdog who just had. So fat. it's like he was. He was. He was the troll horse. <laughs> that that all of a sudden he has to. all this ability. Man. So yeah, he talks about it a lot. Like he's so excited, and it does come off a little annoying. At some point, he was that he fair. was that rich kid horse that made sure everyone knew no. he, he had more than them. <laughs> no, that everyone he, was like, yeah, no, okay, I we think a better response would be he was the kid who was super poor up until his parents won the lottery, and now he has everything he ever dreamed of and cannot shut up about it. <laughs> I hate that, okay. and not just like, and not <laughs> just right. because he was annoying and didn't talk, but it's like. Every chance they got to but have to be him fair, be the the slapstick catalyst of. To be fair, well, we Swiftwind in the original but we can't like plant. Was kind of a jerk too. So, so this one at least he means well. He doesn't mean to be a jerk, but because of his over exuberance, he doesn't pay attention to the issue at hand. Whereas the old Swiftwind sometimes was just kind of jerky. All right, well, let's do Swiftwind. And like kind of like tired and sarcastic. Let me talk to you (laughs) now about when she discovers um, how they can rebuild the old world and such. It's like you introduce this and your characters are obnoxious and annoying. It's like, I don't want to know more about what I feel like may actually be an interesting story. It's like you have an awesome story, but you're telling it in like the worst way possible. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like the show was better than that. Yo, believe it or not, as excited I was, jazzed as I was about season one, yo, this is a thumbs down. Mm-hmm. And this is like this is it, it's tainted something that I thought was was beautiful. It's like you had your chance to be a hero, Shira, <laughs> and you blew it. What? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry oh, to Game of Thrones man. you. Um. Oh. <laughs> I, w- I, I don't feel as critical about it because, again, I'm accepting it for being what it is. It's a, it's a link from the story we were just told to the story we're about to be told because I, I do believe there is a season three coming out. So, And besides the fact that it came out so early after the first season came out, like because it's like six months later, and I think the new season is supposed to come out in like November. You think a lot of force then maybe? Might be uh, one, maybe a little rushed into. I don't think it was meant to be a full season, even if they advertised it that way. I would mean, say, as like a general rule, like if, if you are going to build a foundation for like an already existing storyline, then build the foundation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't like don't don't say, oh, we forgot a brick and throw it in there and just be like, all right, that explains mm-hmm. everything. Like I, I won't say it couldn't be, it couldn't, uh, it couldn't have been done better. Hmm. It could have, but. The characters are still like, for the most part, except for Swiftwind, are still pretty much likable. And you do, there's some, there is some really good comedy and good interactions between the characters. I would say, I won't say it's as good as first season, but I would say there are some interesting character moments that are fun. Like, especially the secondary characters really get a chance to shine where they weren't, where they didn't get much development in the first season. Mm -hmm. They were just kind of there and they were sidekicks. Mm -hmm. But this time you get to see, like, their motivations and what they think. And I kind of did appreciate, I did appreciate that part. Yeah, all right. I'm going to say Swift Wendy's nuts. (laughs) <laughs> um, the season brought me down, but you know what? If you if you if you dig it, it might still be worth. Uh, well, you know, I, it, like, it, I'll give them a it's chance. It's worth the conversation. Like know? I'll give mm-hmm. season three a chance to see what they do because there's some interesting story plots that have been put into motion that have to be answered in that season. So I'm gonna give it. I'll give it a shot. I'm like I'm not saying this is better than season one, 
but you could probably skip at least two or three of the episodes and still be fine and go ahead and watch season three. All right. All right. Well, the show is She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. It's available now on streaming. Um, yeah, watch it at your own peril. All right, <laughs> it's so not been, that bad. It's <laughs> been a geek down. I want to thank you all for joining us for another awesome episode. I want to thank Shayna. I want to thank Little Beast. So happy to be here. I want to thank Dale Stones. Thanks for having me. I once again, I want again, once want to once again wish Bye. you a very happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. I want to thank you all for joining us. Mining all, you can catch us every uh, or whenever the hell this thing broadcasts. But you can also <laughs> uh, find us on Facebook slash The Geek Down on Twitter at The Geek Down. We're all over social media, Instagram. Just look for The Geek Down. SoundCloud, you can see the audio clips. Also, check out The Geek Down's uh, 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 second show going on, The Wrestle Down, brought to you by our very own Jerry Palapo and Dennis Bruno. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you heard anything on this show you want to chime in on, let us know how you really feel about Swift Wind. Hit us up at thegeekdownradio at gmail.com. Also, if you just want to, you know, catch up on our, our goodies and get the whole thing in one good lump sum, go to geek-down.com. And until then, we'll catch you next time. We exit to each other. Mm-hmm. Peace. Mm-hmm.